listening to the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's exciting new information and features podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. In this episode 8, we have an awards lunch special where I'll be talking to some of the attendees and the organisers of the Air Charter Association's Excellence Awards Lunch 2019. So join me, Kevin Duxbury, in the Air Charter Podcast. A warm welcome back to the Air Charter Podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. And we have our awards lunch special for you this time where we talk to many of those that attended the Association's Excellence Awards Lunch 2019, which took place on October the 16th at the prestigious London's Guild Hall in central London. It was, as always, a very successful event with over 370 people attending, ranging from brokers, operators, airports, handling agents, flight support companies and even aircraft manufacturers, all coming together to recognise those who excelled in the charter industry. Not only that, but it's a chance for all of those in the industry to meet, network and to share a drink or two together, away from the usual stresses and strains of the highly dynamic industry that we work in. I will let you know who our award winners were, along with all the nominees for each category. But before we start this, let's have some of our usual industry news. In operator news, Titan Airways, the London Stansted-based charter and airline subcharter specialist, is bolstering its fleet with the introduction of a first Airbus A330 airliner. The five-year young Airbus A330-200 will join the Titan's 12-strong fleet in the first quarter of 2020 and enter revenue service in April. The A330 is leased for a a five-and-a-half-year term and will be the first wide-bodied Airbus variant operated by Titan Airways, replacing the Boeing 767-300ER. Alistair Kiernan, Business Development Director, said the A330 will fulfil long-haul requirements previously met by the 767, which is retiring as Titan's transitions towards an all-Airbus fleet. The spacious modern cabin is configured with 32 fully lie-flat beds and 206 standard economy seats offering a 32-inch seat pitch. All seats are equipped with touchscreen in-flight entertainment and in-seat power, allowing passengers to power their own devices. The provision of crew rest extends the range of the aircraft to approximately 14 and a half hours, enabling Titan to perform extra long-range flight operations. The introduction of the Airbus A330 follows the arrival of six narrow-bodied Airbus aircraft, three Airbus A321s, two Airbus A320s and an Airbus A318 over the last six years. While the Titan fleet currently also comprises of a number of Boeing aircraft types, the carrier ultimately intends to transition to an all-Airbus fleet in order to benefit from the cost savings associated with operating a single aircraft type. Kiernan continued with the addition of the 330, Titan are thrilled to be able to offer clients a choice of comfortable, modern, economical aircraft with a diversity of capacity and range. Titan anticipates strong demand for the new A330 aircraft from other airlines for wet, damp lease and ad hoc charter and also tour operator charter roles. Don't forget if you have any news that you'd like to uh, feature on the Air Charter podcast then please do get in touch at info at the aircharterassociation.aero and we will be happy to include that on one of our episodes. Now before we get into our main feature a quick word from our sponsor. So 
Since 1995, Western Aviation has been providing the highest level of aviation services across the UK. Now, with five locations across England and Ireland, providing full FBO, fuel and ground handling services, Western Aviation has become known as the UK's premium aviation services provider. In addition to their four FBO facilities located in Gloucestershire, Humberside, Newquay and Cork, Western Aviation provides specialist cargo handling, trip support services, specialist military handling services and private jet and cargo charters. But whether you're looking to use one of their FBOs or asking them to arrange flight planning support for one of your charter trips, the team at Western Aviation are always on hand to support your aviation needs. Get in touch with them now via their website at www.westernaviation.com and as a special promotion, if you mention this sponsorship message, you'll receive a 15% discount on any service that Western Aviation provide up to the end of August 2019. This excludes any fuel supply. So now we have our interviews from the 2019 Awards Lunch. And we started the day by talking to Madeline Pusey, who is the Business and Event Manager for the Air Charter Association. Madeline does an amazing job for the association and has been instrumental in making these very popular events such a success. So I've managed to grab a couple of minutes with Madeline, who, along with her team, is the real hero of the association events, and she works tirelessly behind the scenes to make all of the great events possible. Madeline, thank you for taking a couple of minutes out from your very hectic day, and I won't keep you long. But just like to know, um, how many guests are we expecting for today's event? Uh, today we have about 375 guests booked in, so uh, it's looking to be a, a very successful day. Wow, 375. Okay, that's great. And uh, people don't realise how much work actually is involved in organising such an event with this many people for a three-course lunch, the award ceremony, the raffle prizes, of course, selling all the tickets, processing all those transactions for tickets. And I know from experience, the table plan is a real task in itself. And and I know people don't believe us when we say that it's not done with a big team of event organisers. So can you just let us know how many exactly is in your team that organise these events? Yeah, um, in terms of actual staff, um, I work full-time for the association and I am helped on a part-time basis by Mary, who is currently covering for um, Nikki, who's on maternity leave at the moment. But um, it's just a small team with the support of our council members working on a voluntary basis alongside us. So just the two of you plus the council? That's right, yes. Wow, fantastic. Okay. And how far in advance do you start planning an awards lunch? Uh, Usually um, about six to eight weeks beforehand. Okay, great. And, and what would you say is the biggest challenge uh, for you with organising these association lunches? Definitely the table plan. <laughs> Trying to put a table plan together where 375 people will be happy with the guests that they're seated with is no mean feat. Excellent, great. Well, Madeline, thanks so much. And uh, from all of us, well done. And uh, thanks for another fantastic event. Thank you. Now, of course, at the heart of our association is our broker members. So during the drinks reception, I spoke with one of our long-term members and regular lunch event attendees, the charter broker, Hunt and Palmer, where their commercial director, Simon Edwards, told me why they keep coming back to the association lunch events. So I'm here with commercial director, Simon Edwards, from the charter broker, Hunt and Palmer. Uh, Simon, you're a regular attender of the Air Charter Association lunch events. What, what is it about the event that keeps you coming back? Um, yes, we'll be coming here for a long time, uh, uh, Hunt and Palmer, representing Hunt and Palmer. Uh, it is a fantastic opportunity to see all our industry colleagues, to meet uh, airlines um, and to share some time and thoughts with them. So it's always been valuable from that uh, uh, perspective and uh, yes, that's why we keep coming. So when, when did you start coming to the association lunches, do you say, roughly? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. I think uh, I've been at Hunt and Palmer for t- 22 years now and we uh, certainly were coming before that. But 
but me personally, about 22 years. Long time, long time. So, uh, what, how have you seen these events grow over the years in those 22 years that you've been coming? Well, it's been interesting from the commercial airline perspective because there has been a reduction in attendance, but that's part and parcel been as a result of the reduction in commercial airlines in the uh, in the UK. Uh, back in the, the heyday for commercial airlines, obviously we'd expect to have seen um, seven or eight British airlines here uh, and airlines from across Europe. So from that perspective, there has been a, a slight downturn in attendance. Obviously very popular from the executive and cargo uh, points of view. Okay, and, and since you've been coming uh, from your first association lunch 22 years ago, how do you think the market has changed in that time? Well, again, just referring back to the last answer, um, there are so few airlines, particularly in the UK, compared with many years ago. Um, so it's far, becoming harder to find capacity. Um, obviously, competition is intense for that business that's out there. Um, so it's becoming more and more difficult. But youngsters would probably say the market's evolved. It is what it is. And we all need to get on with it. And I'm just getting old. OK. And for those youngsters, maybe somebody who hasn't attended one of these lunch events before, what advice could you give them to to say to get the best out of their day? Well, as I say, it's a fantastic opportunity to meet people that have been around in the industry for a long time and newcomers to the industry as well. It's a fantastic networking uh, opportunity and uh, uh, you can come and get information and share a a few drinks as well, which is always fun. Wonderful. Thanks, Simon. Go and get yourself a drink. Cheers. Thank you. Just as important as our broker members are our operator members. And I had a chat with George Offer from the Charter Airline 2XL Broadsword. And whilst they've not been coming to the lunches anywhere near as long as Hunt and Palmer, it hasn't taken them long to realise the value in attending this great networking opportunity. So I'm here with George Offer from 2XL Broadsword, uh, who's one of our operator members. And um, George, from an operator perspective, how do you benefit from attending the association lunch events? Hi, Kevin. I think um, for us, it's really good to see all brokers, suppliers, airlines come together and do a bit of shop talk, but also just to get together outside of work and have a few beers together and just just enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so how long has 2XL Broadsword been attending the lunch event? Um, We've actually only been two years, so we've only come since our 737 operation, which started 18 months ago. Um, This is our second year. Excellent. And and what do you think it is about the association lunches that makes them so attractive? Well, again, again, I'll repeat myself again, but just getting together with everyone and not talking a bit bit of shop, but also having a, having a beer with everyone. Having a good time. Okay, excellent. And then you're one of our nominees today uh, on the airline um, uh, awards. So how confident are you going to win? Uh, well, to be honest, we were just honoured to be on the on the finalists. So we're very happy there. Um, and if we win, it will be an extra bonus. Great. Okay. Thanks, George, and good luck with the nomination. Thanks very much. Cheers. It's customary for the chairman of the association to deliver an address to the members and guests. And for this lunch, there was a special tribute to our fellow council member and previous association chairman, Tony Coe. Many of you will know Tony from the industry and, of course, the association. And it was fitting that as part of Nick Weston's speech, the council thanked Tony for all his contribution to the association over the years and, of course, to his significant contribution to the air charter industry. And we wished him a very successful and happy retirement, both from the association and from the industry. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And on behalf of the council and myself, a very warm welcome to you all to today's autumn lunch, which is our first as the Air Charter Association. Once again, we're holding this event at this magnificent venue here at the Guildhall, and we have today nearly 400 guests to not only meet each other and to network, but also to celebrate the best of our industry over the past 12 months with our annual Excellence Awards. Before we get proceedings underway, I would like to mention our main sponsors, without whom today would not be possible. 
Our platinum event sponsor is GoGo Business Aviation. And many thanks also to our reception drink sponsor, Plain Audits. Supporting sponsor, Avia, and the ever-popular pub sponsor, Avinode. Thank you very much indeed to all our sponsors of our Excellence Awards, and more to follow on that later on. Each of you will find a voucher in front of you, kindly supplied by Avinode. Look after this. It isn't, unfortunately, a winning uh, ticket for £170 million on the Euro Millions, but it is the next best thing, as you can exchange it for your first drink at the bar afterwards when we all go to the pub. And many thanks again to Avinode. As ever, I would ask you that you all dig deep into your pockets to raise funds for our chosen charity, Fly to Help. Darren Lewington will say a few words after dinner to remind you all of what they do. But in the meantime, I would ask that everyone buys a raffle ticket to help the charity with their great work in improving lives through the power of flight. Before we do get underway, I do have one other important task today, and that is to say a very big thank you and to say farewell to Tony Coe who felt that the time was right now to retire from the Council to free up even more time to fulfil two passions that he has of golf and travelling. Tony has been a member of the Council for nine years and, of course, has served as Chairman. He has also been responsible for so perfectly delivering our annual golf events. My own working relationship started with Tony around 1994, which is when I started out in aircraft chartering, so it gives me very special pleasure to ask Tony, if you would, to come up so we present you with a small gift. used to doing this. Goodness me. Um, I'd like to say, before, I know you're desperate to get into uh, to your food, but I'd like to say a huge thank you to Bacca and now the Acker. Um, it's been nine great years. It's been a huge pleasure to have served on the council. Um, it's now time to hand over to the younger generation uh, and great things happening. I think Bacca has come and Acker has now come an awful long way. And it's thanks to the companies and all you members here supporting the association that can grow and carry on growing and be a real worldwide source. And everyone should stick together because it's tough times ahead. I'd like to thank the council. Good luck to everybody. It's been a huge pleasure. I'm still going to do the golf. And uh, have a great day today. And thanks, everybody, for this. Fantastic. After paying tribute to Tony for his contribution to the association, it was time for everyone to enjoy the three-course meal, and then, of course, it was down to the serious business of announcing the winners of the Association's Excellence Awards 2019. Now, if you did not attend the event, then I will quickly give you a rundown of the awards, the nominees, and, of course, the winners. Our first award category was Passenger Charter Operator of the Year, and this was split into two categories, the Executive Operator, which was 18 seats or less, and the airline operator, which was 19 seats and above. So for the Passenger Charter Operator of the Year Executive Operator, the finalists were Air Charter Scotland, Air Hamburg and Omni Aviation. And the winner was Air Hamburg. So congratulations goes to Air Hamburg and the team there. For the Airline Operator Award, the finalists were 2XL Broadsword, Titan Airways and Jota Aviation. And the winner of this category was Titan Airways. Always a popular choice and congratulations goes to the team at Titan Airways for another deserved award. 
For this year's Cargo Award, uh, Cargo Charter Operator of the Year, the finalists were DHL Aviation, Emirates Sky Cargo and Jota Aviation again. And this time the winner was Jota Aviation, so a big congratulations to Jota Aviation and their team. We then had the Handling Agent FBO of the Year and the finalists for this award were Omni Aviation, Signature Flight Support and XLR Jet Centres. And it was Signature Flight Support that scooped the prize for this category, so well done to them. Finally in the voting categories we had Aircraft Manufacturer of the Year and the finalists for this category were Airbus, Embraer and Gulfstream for which Embraer was the victorious manufacturer of the year so well done to Embraer. The final three categories were selected by the ACA chairman rather than voted for by the members and those categories were Young Person of the Year which recognised the up-and-coming young talent in our industry. And this was awarded to Eduardo Costa from the Portuguese operator Omni. So well done to you, Eduardo. Well deserved. A new award was introduced this year, which was the Sir Michael Marshall Award for Diversity in Air Charter. And this was awarded to the scientist, mathematician, pilot and trainee astronaut, Dr Jacqueline Bell. And it was great to have Jacqueline present to pick up such a prestigious award and well done to her. Finally, the Air Charter Association Chairman's Award, was, which recognises outstanding contribution to the aviation industry, was awarded to the late Sir Michael Marshall, who, as I'm sure you will know, was a highly reputed figure in the aviation industry for over 50 years. And for more details on the winners of the awards, we will put all the necessary links and information in the show notes of this episode. As mentioned, our winner of the Cargo Charter Operator of the Year went to the cargo and passenger operator Jota Aviation, based in Southend in the UK. I spoke with Andy Green, CEO of Jota, to find out what winning Cargo Operator of the Year meant to him and the team at Jota Aviation. So I'm here with uh, Andy Green from Jota Aviation, one of our uh, award winners. Um, Andy, congratulations, Cargo Charter Operator of the Year. You must be very pleased that all your hard work's been recognised. Yeah, absolutely. Our um, staff have worked really, really hard to uh, put our aircraft back into the market and you know, they're under tough conditions sometimes. And it's a, quite a difficult industry to be in because it's last minute, it's round the clock and it's very demanding. And yeah, we've got a fantastic team and it's been great. Yeah, and it's nice to be recognised. Great, excellent. And, and from a cargo operator perspective, what, what do you think, what advantages does membership to the association bring to a cargo operator like Jota? I think the obvious one is the contact with the brokers uh, and with the various agents uh, and to just chuck some ideas around, really. I think that you know, it, it allows for that um, talking down the pub almost. I know that sounds uh, um, a bit unprofessional, but it, it, that's where the ideas flow. And you, know, you get ideas from people and, it's, uh, and it just helps with the development of the industry. So our cargo membership is a little smaller than, say, our passenger and our broker membership, but what do you think the association maybe can do to support the cargo charter market a bit better and you know, turn a bit more attractive to charter companies to, to come and join? I think the market's changed. I mean, I think it's quite small anyway and I think you've probably got quite good representation. I think it's, you know, keep up the good work. I'd like to see some of the initiatives that you've made on the passenger jet side for safety and compliance maybe putting that further up the agenda uh, on the cargo side because we have, you know, we, and we do see that there's a, a bit of a race to the bottom there whereas on the passenger side it's completely the opposite and I think that will be the work that I would ask the association to look at. Okay, fantastic. Andy, congratulations again. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. During our lunch events, we do try and have as many of the Association Council present during the day, not only to network with all the members and guests, but also to be on hand for any questions and feedback. 
I managed to get a quick word with council member Chris Mace for his take on the event. So I'm just here with Chris Mace, uh, fellow council member of the HR Association. Chris, I know it's a busy day for all the council, so thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Um, as council member, why is the association lunch event so important to the council? Well, I think this is a great opportunity for um, all of our members to, uh, to, to to gather in one amazing place in the Guildhall Inn here in London um, and really use it as an amazing networking opportunity. And yeah, here we are as the Excellence Award as well. So, you know, uh, really showing showcasing the, the, the very best of our industry and what we do. Brilliant. And, and how long have you personally been coming, uh, attending the council lunches? Oh, well, I've been coming here for, oh my goodness, years. Uh, I think for, well, certainly over 10 years now. And, uh, and it's always the first thing in my calendar. But of course, it has to be now that I'm on the council. <laughs> so, okay. And, and plans for council to change the event in any way? Or, or, or does the format work? Uh, I think the format works. You know, I think uh, yeah, there's always improvements to be had every time. Um, one of the things we need to do, I think perhaps one of the challenges we have is to find a, uh, a larger venue in London because uh, they're so popular. I think uh, I think we need to, uh, we'll end up running out of space in, uh, in, in either this or the spring luncheon. Okay, wonderful. And, and generally highlights for you on these events? Uh, well, highlight for me, this, uh, this event, the awards, you know, it's, it's showing uh, the, the, the industry does a lot. Uh, everybody works really hard. Uh, I think everyone deserves an award, really. But, you know, showcasing uh, the, the, those that, uh, those that uh, have, have done really, really well in our industry. And, uh, you know, and, and just saying, you know, well done. Pat on the back. Excellent. Great. Chris, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the day. No problem. Thank you. So with the lunch and the awards over, it was time to move on to where the real valuable networking gets done. The bar, of course. So, much to the bar staff's delight, approximately 370 aviation professionals descended on the Slug and Lettuce pub just around the corner from the Guildhall where the networking event went long into the evening. I spoke with the Association Deputy Chair, Julie Black. I asked Julie how she thought the day's events had gone. So I'm here with Julie Black, who is the Deputy Chair of the HR Association, and uh, we're in the, uh, the proper network event in the, in the Slug and Lettuce in the pub after the, uh, after the lunch. So Julie, uh, just grabbing you for a couple of minutes, how do you think today's event's gone? I think it's been fantastic. I think it's been a great opportunity for us to get some of the leading uh, providers from their market sectors here together today and for everybody to celebrate their excellence of service their relationships with their suppliers and clients. Everyone's there together celebrating that. And here we are, award ceremony done and gone, guilt all half an hour or so behind us and some, and everyone's still here networking. Brilliant, okay, so what, why does the association continue to hold and, and grow these lunch events? Because I think it's really important to celebrate what we as an industry are doing well. And I think it's really, it's, it's lovely to be able to recognize the efforts of all those people that do work so hard and people love that recognition and actually, there's people who make an effort to actually get themselves nominated to work to deliver better service to their, their clients and suppliers that are here and to come away with something to show for it. Great. And, and what about other events? I mean, obviously, we've had the lunch event now, but what events for the future has the association um, that they're holding? Can you give us any info on, on any upcoming events? Well, obviously, it's been an incredible year for the association in terms of events this year. We had our amazing 70th rebrand party in the summer. Um, but we also have another new event coming up on the 14th of November, which is the first of our level two training events in the sort of broker individual qualification scheme that we've freshly launched and we have a great deal of interest and enthusiasm for. So that's something we're very excited to get underway. And uh, those events will be then uh, furthered into next year. The next level three and four will come after that. Of course, there'll be another ACE next year, spring lunch. 
There's many other things in the pipeline yet to be announced. Lots to be excited about. Great. And what, what advice would you give somebody maybe attending for the first time or, or perhaps listening to this who's now thinking of attending the spring lunch in April? What, what advice would you give them to get the best out of these events? I think it's an amazing opportunity to actually find the people that you speak to on the phone and send emails to day to day. We're so reliant on technology these days that we very rarely get the opportunity to actually sit down, look someone in the eye and say, thank you for doing a great job for me. Thank you for looking after my passengers for me. Thank you for giving me that cargo charter. We really appreciate it. It's vastly overlooked the opportunity to actually sit here and have a conversation with people that we rarely meet. You know, we work in a very abstract and diasporic industry, let's face it. We send emails and somewhere in the world an aeroplane moves. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't beat the sort of... Uh, actually getting together to talk about it. The other key piece of advice I would bring is saying bring some Alka-Seltzer or maybe some ibuprofen because it's going to be a long night. Great. Thanks, Julie. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you. And that wraps up our coverage for the 2019 Excellence Awards Lunch. I hope it's given you a taste of how the event runs and shows how many people from all areas of the industry attend and stay for the whole day and, of course, the evening to network. And I can assure you that there was still plenty of networking going on at the bar well after I left London at 7.30 that evening. So, as you've now heard, there's huge value in the Association Lunch Events and we now look forward to the next lunch event, which is the Association Spring Lunch, which will be held on April the 1st, 2020. And further details of the Spring Lunch will be released shortly and, of course, we'll be letting you know via the podcast when tickets are on sale. And I hope now, having had a taste from the awards lunch, that you will be sure not to miss the Spring Lunch and we look forward to seeing as many of the members as we can. One thing that is always a feature of the Association Lunch is the raffle and we're very fortunate to have many of our members donate some amazing prizes for our raffle and of course all of the proceeds of the raffle go to our nominated charity Fly to Help. And if you're not familiar with Fly to Help then please do check out their website to see the amazing work that they do using the power of flight to provide respite and worry-free days for those who really desperately need it. As well as the raffle on the day, the chairman of the association held an impromptu request for donations of £100 from the room during the lunch. This was to see if we could raise a further £500, which is just enough money for Fly to Help to hold one of their Air Smiles days. And we were really humbled by the generosity of the membership, as many of the members without hesitation donated towards this great charity. We far exceeded the £500 and I'm delighted to say that with those donations plus the money taken from the sale of the raffle tickets we were able to raise well over £6,000 which is a fantastic amount of money and we know that it will be put to fantastic use by the team at Fly to Help. If you are not there at the lunch but would also like to donate £100 towards the Air Smiles Days then you can still do so by going direct to the Fly to Help website at www.flytohelp.org forward slash how to help and then click on the donate now button please do donate if you can because it's a fantastic charity and you will be helping those that really do need it so thank you competition time now so if you're keen to attend our spring lunch event having listened to this episode on the autumn lunch now is your chance to win a free ticket to the spring lunch in april But before I give you the question for this episode's competition, there is still just enough time to enter the competition from episode 7, as the closing date for episode 7's question is Friday the 8th of November. So if you haven't entered that one and want a double opportunity to win a ticket for the spring lunch, then please go back to check out episode 7, which was our Ask the Expert episode with Jonathan Russell, who was answering questions on charter contracting. But for now, for this episode's question, the question is... 
On many commercial runways, you will see a set of four equally spaced coloured coded lights to assist aircraft to land. These are called and referred to as PAPI lights, P-A-P-I. But what does PAPI stand for? So to win a free ticket to the spring lunch, what does the PAPI of PAPI lights stand for? If you think you know the answer, then please send it in via the email to info at the aero. Closing date for your answers is 29th of November 2019, so best of luck. Well, we've run out of time again on this episode, but just a quick look forward to our next episode, and I will be speaking to fellow council members Glenn Hogben and Julie Black. Uh, Glenn and Julie have been instrumental in putting together the Air Charter Association's Broker Training Programme. Glenn and Julie will be giving us an insight to the programme and letting you know how you can sign up for this great low-cost initiative that we have launched from the Association, and also what the plans are for future expansion of this programme. So please do join me then, but for now, thanks again for listening, and fly safe. Thank you for listening, and join us next time on the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's only dedicated podcast to the air charter industry, brought to you by the Air Charter Association.